0: Hey, are you enjoying the light of all these glistening particles and want more? I've set up a Patreon page where you can subscribe for as little as $2 a month and get even more unique and new content. You'll find things like the bi-weekly pie series, which is super new, chat forum, live hangout sessions, even co-hosting opportunities, and more. There are so many rewards. Check it out at patreon.com slash glistening particles. Literally every subscription helps. Thank you for supporting my passion and allowing these stories to be shared far and wide. All right, we're double-timing it this time. Listeners, we have four people, four women, in fact, having a conversation about Harry Potter and politics. And why would we do that? Because we have with us today Erin and Adri from Accio Politics, where they correlate the politics of each of the Harry Potter books in ways that kind of connect us to today's world plus Channy, you might have heard of her she's the social media maven when it comes to glistening particles she's hanging out with us too as our harry potter expert here we go hey glisteners today i'm doing something new and fun i have three other people on the call with me besides me so i've got Channy. you've probably heard about her time and time again the amazing virtual assistant who is in charge of all the social media for glistening particles well, maybe once in a while I slip one in, but you can usually kind of tell the difference because she's amazing. Hey, Channy. Hey, Jane. <laughs> so happy to be here. Awesome. And she's going to help me because we're talking about a topic today I know a little bit about, but not a lot. I've got with me today Erin and Adriana, who have a show called Accio Politics, and it's all about the politics of Harry Potter. So hey, Erin. How are you today? Hello. <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Jane? Great. So glad to have you here. And hey, Adriana.
1: Hi great to be here.
0: Good and it's so fun kind of because like normally I'm not on video either so I have three people on video, three people to talk to. So if you've seen me trip up myself on a one-on-one conversation just be ready for some of that today. Luckily I can <laughs> kind of sit back a little bit because there'll be more people talking. So um, I like I mentioned Chani's here because she does know a lot about Harry Potter and she's going to kind of help ask questions about that but let's start with how did the two of you, Erin and Adriana, get started on creating a podcast about that?
1: Well, I guess we have to kind of rewind a little bit. Erin um, and I met while she was an undergrad and I was in grad school at um, NMSU, New Mexico State University, um, and we were both in the English program and we took a few classes together, but we weren't very close. We just like kind of knew about each other um, and then. We've, you know, we've been Facebook friends for a while and I started, she started Cushy and I started doing some graphic design. So we got hooked up um, and working on Cushy together which is a website that is like lifestyle and and community building for creatives. And then um, driving down from Santa Fe uh, for an event that we had for Cushy, um, I was listening to a Harry Potter audiobook, and it really struck me like, oh, wait, we could do Uh politics in Harry Potter, And uh, because it was a long drive, so I needed something to distract myself, and uh, and then I called Erin and was like, what do you think about a (laughs) podcast about politics in Harry Potter?
0: And she was like, yes! <laughs> and that's how it started. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see like the cartoon version of that? You know, like as you're driving down the road and everything's moving along, all of a sudden you see this like thought bubble come up with like that particular image. Because I I like to do this thing where when I text and I say something, I'm like, I do the hashtag NBT never before texted because I think that happens to me a lot. I like to think <laughs> it does. And I think this is one of those moments, like who else ever thought of that thing, right? Definitely. Nobody. I
1: like I, Nobody. It's, it was. I think it's because I love political podcasts <laughs> as well. Like that's one of my just addictions oh. is listening to political podcasts. And then as I was listening to the audiobooks, I had run out of political podcasts to listen to. I was just like, two worlds colliding. What if we did this? <laughs> that's so
0: cool. <laughs> like that has never happened. That is never. I love that. Like when that happens, when they crossbreed in ways you never can imagine. I have to back you up a second though. Cushy, did you invent that or was that something that existed?
1: No. So she, cushy she invented. Yeah. So
2: Cushy started out as a personal blog in December of 2016. Of and yours? It just kind of, of yours, Erin? Of mine. Oh, okay. Of mine, yes, yes. And it just kind of organically and quickly grew from there. It was like friends reached out <gasps> and then friends of friends and then strangers. And It's now a community, a digital community with a multimodal platform. We have a website. We also have a print journal that we just came out with. We've got two podcasts um, and we're just having a great time. And Adriana, as she mentioned, is a co-founder alongside two other co-founders. We span across the United States um, and we have a senior editorial board. It's a lot
0: of fun. Wow. Wow. This is one of those moments where I'm like, I'm looking at this and now you blew it up to this. This is amazing. (laughs) I think that's part of why
2: Adriana and I work together so well is that we're both super entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't pick up from the introduction in her story, it's not like we were best friends when we started this project or any Mm -hmm. of these projects together. But we were drawn to each other in a way that I think we each recognized each other's like magnetic ambition, <laughs> and, ne- uh-huh. and need to kind of like carve space out for each uh-huh. other. So it's been a really incredible journey, because we just kind of keep adding to what we're doing. It's like she said, when she started her design company, House 407, it was like perfectly timed, because I needed branding for Cushy. But then she reached out and was like, occhio politics. And uh-huh. then I came back and was just like, podcasts for Cushy. And so we just keep growing. Uh-huh. And experimenting and playing so it's a lot of fun
0: I love when you meet someone like that where it's almost like a vortex of of dual brainage you know what I mean like your brains are together creating something all the time I love that so house 407 you have to tell me about that now so how many more of these things are going to surface in one conversation (laughs) are there like 10 more um
1: (laughs) I I I don't have house 407 anymore because uh, so house 407 started because I needed a creative outlet Mm -hmm. um and the po- once we started the podcast and I started getting more involved in Cushy, that took over, like, my need for, for a creative outlet. I still do some kind of graphic design if needed. I do all the graphic design for Unwoman, our, our other podcast. I do all There's graphic design for <laughs> – Huh? There's another one that just surfaced. Jane's oh. like, what? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um that's a Handmaid's Tale podcast. Um, and and for Akio, I also do all the graphic design. I just redesigned the logo. Um, so we have a new cover. And, you know, so it keeps me busy. I don't think I could do House Pro 7 also on top of that anymore.
0: <laughs> okay. How, like, is this going to be their entire hour? I'm just going to keep like, throwing out <laughs> more things. So, okay. Wait, what, what was that one? Because like, I, I was like, it froze my brain for a moment. On women, on women, on women. Yeah. Okay. Tell me more about that, Channy. Channy's speechless as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can I have just a second to talk about the fact that you also have a Handmaid's Tale podcast? <laughs> like, we kind of, we kind of glo- like it was said so mildly, but at the same time, my brain exploded because that's amazing, and I love what you decided to call it. So the first question that comes to mind is, have you guys seen the show that they're making and what are your thoughts on it?
2: Yeah, so the podcast is all about the TV series adaptation. Um, We may have bonus episodes about the novel, but, you know, and thank you for calling out the name that goes back to Adriana. She really is like the branding mind for all of our creative ventures um so she came up with that name she came up with the podcast logo which is fabulous it's um an eye and it has uh different words that the handmaiden say it, like praise be you know blessed day um under his eye and so it's um it's all about the tv series adaptation
0: <laughs> we're still speechless <laughs> over here so
3: yeah that's amazing so is the podcast kind of like a review of each episode sort of deal, or is it more, oh,
2: that's awesome? Mm. It's definitely less structured than Um, It's much more conversational, but each episode features a different guest speaker. We have, like, a focused theme that we'll talk about, but it's really loose, so we'll talk about maybe, like, desire and agency, or um, modes of resistance, or, you know... Um, female community in a highly patriarchal society. So, it's a little focused, but it's mostly kind of just three or four women drinking wine and talking about their visceral experience to this really crazy um, and explosive series.
1: Oh, and I will say um, one episode we have our husbands in. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Wait, what? Wait, what?
2: As like a reaction to us watching the show because that's
1: what was
3: really
2: fascinating for our partners. It's like The Handmaid's Tale is so well done that, of course, you're entertained and you're captivated as an individual. But, you know, our partners watching us watch The Handmaid's Tale was a learning experience
0: for them. Mm -hmm. It was, Mm
2: -hmm. um, you know, yeah, a visceral experience.
0: Mm. Agreed. I That's think I insane. found you another guest, uh, maybe a guest host for one of your oh tweets, yes. Channy.
2: Channy, Can. I would love, love, love to talk to you about being a guest on Unwoman. I think oh. that would be so fun. Yes. <laughs> um, I would love it.
3: And I keep so up to date with the episodes and I. I see what you mean. Like the the themes that they explore, just how women can sometimes, even in the, one of the more recent episodes, where it's about how women can also enforce the patriarchal like sexism oh, yeah. and abuse mm-hmm. on other oh, yeah. women. The roles that they play in the society. True. Yep. The whole. Uh, whew, I'm can getting, I come play too? <laughs> wait, wait. Can I come play too? Yes.
0: Jane. Okay. So I haven't yes. seen this series. What? What is? Where is it? Where do I find it? Is it on Netflix? Cool. Hulu. It's a Hulu
2: original oh, TV series. I don't have Hulu. Darn it. If you haven't signed up for Hulu before, you can get a free trial for 15 days, which if you hustle is plenty of time to <laughs> fit all, <laughs> all 10. I, got it. I think there's 15 episodes total right now between season one and season two. Okay. Um, but yes, that would uh, like, let's call it a date, ladies.
0: Okay, oh, definitely. Yes. Yes. Oh, this just keeps getting better by the minute. Okay, so what else? Did you invent like, um, you know, some way to solve, I don't know, like, uh, world peace? Is that what's going to come next year with you two?
2: <laughs> Together with the four of us, I think we I could probably get there.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be so exciting. All right. So I still – I have to back up because I love to understand things. I still don't fully understand what Cushy is. I want to know just one more time. Rewind it for me.
2: So it's a digital community
0: okay. with a
2: multimodal platform. So
0: we primarily
2: started out blogging. Okay. but the quality of the work that our contributors were giving us is such that we, we just felt a very strong desire to try to come up with the print products to help monetize, to pay our contributors. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you hear that? I'm so sorry. I no,
0: can't even hear it. That's awesome. Okay.
2: Um, <laughs> and, and then we also have, uh, like we said, the two podcasts, um, because we're really a platform where women can come to experiment, create, and play. If you've never really written before, if you want to be in a print journal, if you've never podcasted before, if you're seeking other like-minded, creative women and you want a safe place to kind of mm-hmm. play around and try things, that's what Cushy is. I want to be there. Yes, Jane. Oh, my <laughs> God. Shani, you too? Okay. Can I the be there? more barrier? Yes. Yes. I love... And this is... So Jane, to come back to your podcast really quick, because I love glistening particles and I love what you're doing. And I love, I love even like the description that you have about the podcast. You know, it's like when you close the blinds or open the blinds and it's those particles that reflect the sun. And I think that there's a lot of overlap between what you do and what we do because it focuses on connectivity, on community and on how we are made better through each other. So I am a huge fan. I just need to throw that out
0: there. I just got goosebumps. Thank you for that. (laughs) <laughs> Anytime I get goosebumps on a show, I feel like our work is done, right? Right.
2: <laughs> the episode is concluded. Everyone can come. No, no. But, but I, I, I would love to talk to you guys about coming on and, oh. and doing stuff for and, and how we can support Glistening Particles. Oh. I mean, that's part of what we do is just supporting and uplifting one another.
1: Community building, right? Exactly. Building.
0: And, you know, pictures, again... Yeah, and this is so cool because I do have to give credit to Channy once again on this because she found you guys for me. And I like it's, you know, this little seed of, hey, look at, no, wait, was it you or was it my brother? Now that I think about I it, I think
3: it was your brother. It was my brother.
0: Yeah. Mike, it's my brother. Can't take the credit. I know. And my brother is this like little silent, silent, you know, mouse in the corner partner of glistening particles. But he shoots me these people every so often. He's like, you need to look at this one. You need to look at this one. And when he sent me yours, I'm like, I don't know a lot about Harry Potter. He's like, yeah, I would just go ahead with it. I just have a feeling, <laughs> you know, so he's pretty cool. Wow. You should get, He's a really amazing guy. Anyway. Talk about
2: like a low key biz development for you. Totally. That is
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah, he will one day be managing the show. We just haven't figured out how to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> how did you decide like what the categories would be? What the, what the topics would be? Because they're unique. You take Harry Potter and make it relevant in our lives today.
2: I think, so we come up with the politics. I mean, we actually got asked this recently and um, thank you so much for the compliments on, on, on how they are, but we have to, we have to say we come up with them really on the fly. Um, (laughs) And we're we're two recovering english majors so i think for us we're just kind of trained to see subtext in text and that's how the politics come about mm. you know it's like oh this chapter really deals heavily with you know the treatment of magical creatures in a way that's kind of related to you know factory farming or like you were saying you know practicing veganism and why we would do that so they come from our own analysis of each chapter, because we're so familiar
1: with the text, um, they kind of come pretty easily. Adrian, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, the only, the only book we've ever just sat down and done the politics way ahead of time was uh, Chamber of Secrets, yep. in which we published a, a list even before the season started. We, unfortunately, did not have enough time to do that with uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. And since we're trying to do something a little bit different, which is the big theme is going to be the politics of imprison- imprisonment, so we're going to talk about that every episode, but within that, every chapter is going to still have its own little politic that relates to it in some way, whether it's direct or just basically tangential, right? Um, so that, that kind of complicates uh, things a little bit. So yeah, currently we are on the fly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, it works both ways. That's the thing that's so beautiful about podcasting is... You can go in with what you got and come up with a great show at the end, you know.
2: Agreed. 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 Yeah.
0: So, um, okay, where was my- Channy? Do you have any questions just to stop to step in here? Because I'm we're in the Harry Potter zone, so this is where you're the pro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I have like a little giggle on my face. So, um, first of all, when you were listening to the audiobook in your car, what was the audiobook you were listening to?
1: I was listening to, give me one second. I have all of them. I think I was listening <laughs> to number seven. Okay. Okay. And, oh and there gosh. are how
0: many? Because, okay, some of us haven't read them all. So there are seven. Okay. So seven. it was the last yeah. one. Um. Okay. And curious. Okay. So for me, when I started looking at your podcast, reading about you, getting familiar, I didn't know that there was this level of. It's almost like Star Wars. The, oh, the, yeah. uh, the uh, oh, yes. obsession with Harry Potter is, almost, I think yes. it's, in fact, get this. Right around the time my brother sent me your info, the neighboring town, I live in a small town, neighboring town had, and I didn't even know this was going on. I go to the gym there. I went to the gym there. I'm like, something's weird here. There's like thousands of people walking around in Harry Potter stuff. What's happening? And I found out they were doing this citywide Harry Potter festival. There were literally 20,000 people there from all around. What blessed
2: city is this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's Jefferson, (laughs) Jefferson, Wisconsin. So they'll be doing it again next year. And what was so amazing is like every many, many, many of the shops had all these little like set designs built to be part of like, you're basically exploring all the books and all the events within Harry Potter. They had, Stuff in the streets. I mean, it was the entire city. so people were like on a scavenger hunt of Harry Potter throughout the city. And it was huge. In fact, the biggest thing I've ever seen this close to my town, actually. Um, okay, actually so I think saying, there were 40,000 Jane- people there. You'll be coming to stay with me next summer, right? Yes, okay.
1: That's that's what I that's what I heard. What I heard was <laughs> Aaron and Adriana are going to go visit Jane next year.
0: That would be Which- so awesome. I'll find out. I think it's in August. What's so
2: crazy about that is that that's like basically the first chapter in the first book too is Vernon Dursley looking around as he's walking through his muggle world and he's (laughs) realizing that there are all of these strange cloaked people around and he's like, what the hell? That's like you lived the first chapter in the novel, Jane.
0: (laughs) I know. I was such a muggle. I'm like, what's going on here, people? And then, I, you know, because at the first it was like a smaller number as I'm at the gym and then I leave, I'm like there's more. And then I go drive through town to get gas. And I'm like, someone didn't tell me something. And It was just, it was crazy. It was so cool. And actually, if I hadn't had things going on that day, I was just going to park my car and just walk around and join in. Because for, a, for someone who isn't part of the Harry Potter movement, I was actually in awe. And I was actually really happy for all these people really enjoying it all together, you know, like all walks of life. Families with a bunch of kids, you know, millennials. I don't want to, you know, we you know what I mean. Like all different ages of people and and the costumes. Oh, my gosh. It was like being at Comic-Con or something. It was crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Chani, you can come too. We'll have like a four-girl uh, Harry Potter extravaganza and go dress yes. up and all that. It was amazing. So now I lost my train of thought. Oh, I know. Uh, my question when I went back then and talked to Chani about it and realized this And she said, oh, I've read the books like many times. I'm like, are you serious? So like how many times have each of you read these books? That's my question that I was trying to get to in a long roundabout way.
2: Gosh, you know, having started at age 11 and like rereading them at least every year until 16 and then, you know, (laughs) plenty of times. I don't I, I couldn't even tell you, Adri, could you put a number
1: on it? I think I couldn't necessarily put a number on how many times I've read them. But I know for a fact that there are books that I reread more than others. Like, yes. there's your, like, Prisoner of Azkaban, there's your um, Order of the Phoenix, and there's your, like, Half-Blood Prince, kind of, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. just cycling through always, right? Um, Chamber of Secrets, twice and done, kind of thing. Oh, totally. I guess yeah. three Forcer times Stone. now. Yeah, yeah. I guess three times of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, right. Right. Yeah, now, it's, it's Goblet of Fire for me it, that I always circle oh, back to. Interesting.
0: Yes. So not the same ones. Interesting. Yeah.
2: No.
3: Okay, and Chamber me, of Secrets was thing. first.
0: Sorry. One, okay, just want to make sure for those who aren't Harry Potter uh, experts, that was the first one, right? Chamber of Secrets? Sorcerer's
2: Stone was oh. the first
0: one. Okay, go on. All right, Channy. What were yours? What were your big ones?
3: I was, I was going to say, I don't know how many times I've reread the series. I took a break for a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think in right. the last – When the last movie came out, it honestly, like, it was the end, right? And for me, it crushed me. Like, I was crying Mm -hmm. coming out of the movie. And I actually needed to take, like, a four-year break from reading Mm -hmm. it. Because every time I would watch a movie or every time I would read the book, I would have this, like, I would get so excited and be so involved in it. And then have this bittersweet, almost, like, heartache. Because it was over and there were no more adventures and I couldn't see any more of their lives. So for a while there, I didn't read any books, but I actually just reread all of them. And when I was younger, the two books that I like back to back, pick one up, finish it, and then pick the other one up and then go back was the fourth and the fifth book. So I think what is that Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix, right? Order of the yes. Phoenix, right. And that mm-hmm. <laughs> when they came out, I was an angsty, like angry teen. And it, <laughs> I was like, Harry Potter, I feel you. like <laughs> I love you, Emo Harry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I just read those back-to-back back for, I think, two years straight. I must have just kept reading them over and over and over again. So those two books, somewhere up in, like, maybe at least 40 times.
0: Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's incredible and impressive all at the same time. You know, and I totally know what you mean about when a series is done. My son and I were just talking about this today. The series he loves on TV is ended. And he's like, no. He's, I'm like, you seem kind of down today. Are you okay? He goes, yeah, you know, Blue Blood ended last night. And so, like, there's not going to be any for a really long time. They don't know if they're going to do season nine. I'm like, yeah, it's just like breaking up, you know? It's like this, that whole thing is over now. It's like, it's over, you know? All you have is the memories. <laughs> and so that's how it is when you get to the end of a series like that. Do you think that they'll yeah. ever do any more? Well, that's I the-
2: think... I think Adriana and I have talked about this at a couple other different Harry Potter podcasts because they have rebranded to the Wizarding World. Um, And they have this franchise now that extends beyond just Harry Potter. It includes Fantastic Beasts. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see an expansion of the Wizarding World. We might not ever get to see Harry and the trio again in the same way, but Mm -hmm. we're going to keep getting insights into the Wizarding World. Mm -hmm. So like Star Wars, when Disney bought the franchise... As long as they can make a buck off it, we'll
0: continue to see more
2: and more <laughs> things.
0: Okay, well, they certainly can, based on the forty thousand people over in Jefferson County, Wisconsin. I think there's ways Clearly. to make money off of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a market. <laughs> I know. So, um, when you do your show, what is it that um, gets you most excited about it? What's the thing that like gets you lit up to get on the get on the call and start talking?
1: I mean, first of all, to catch up with Aaron. Because it's the
0: only time we can catch up.
1: <laughs> How's your week? Okay, okay, let's record. Um, the other part is, I think, as, as people, so Erin so works for a Verge fund, and she does communications, and she's brilliant at it. I work at a nonprofit, and I do business development. And even though that both of those things require a lot of analytical skills and a lot of creative skills, I feel like we don't get to use the creative skills of like the English major in the classroom, and that's kind of what we miss. So getting to nerd out with each other about mm-hmm. Harry Potter and in, in a level of um, analysis that is kind of beyond just like fandom nerding out is is what gets me personally excited. I can't mm. speak for Aaron.
2: No, I would totally echo that. And to add to that, and I'm sure Adriana will agree, it's also being a part of a couple of different niche communities, like the podcasting community. And within that umbrella community is the Lady Pod Squad community and then the Potter and Family community. And then the other niche community, which is just Harry Potter fandom. So being able to read tweets or voicemails from listeners or getting to collaborate with other podcasts, like shout out to the podcast that not named, the not named podcast, Luke and Melissa. Like, it's just a lot of fun getting to be a part of these niche communities.
0: I kind of envy that you guys have an actual niche community. I think that's the tricky thing with glistening particles. I'm sort of all over the place. So I, mm. I mean, I definitely relate to the podcast community itself, but I'm like, oh, to have this like fan base that's al- already there in a sense, you know, people want to talk about Harry Potter all the time. So it's kind of nice having that. So what is the like, do you have any stories you can share about your listeners connecting with you through this experience? Where you know you either connect you met someone or you connected with them or you got feedback or shared. Adriana's making yeah. a face.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I was just thinking about all the things. Um, Erin, uh-huh. I think you have a really great um, story about being in a cafe in Albuquerque. Yeah. So probably
2: one of the like the most exhilarating days of my life to date was when I was <laughs> yes. sitting in a very small local coffee shop in Albuquerque, which is where I live in New Mexico. And there was a table of students, um, two girls sitting just diagonal for me. And I'm eavesdropping on that conversation because there's a lull in the music and I can hear them. And they just so happened to be talking about (gasps) politics, And I am just like trying to keep it cool, but I didn't (laughs) last. I had to immediately go over there and introduce (laughs) myself and just like you know, talk about a nerd. I'm just like doing this customer discovery exercise. I'm just like, so what do you like about this show? Like, what, what would you change? Like, what's your feedback? <laughs> you know, they're just like, ah, can we enjoy our sandwich? Um, <laughs> but just like feeling like, you know, holy moly, have we, have we made it? Have we reached people like beyond just my mom and our extended friends? Like, have we, and that was a huge moment. And I, yeah, I had to share it with Adriana immediately because it was like <laughs> it's, happening. <laughs> it's happening.
0: That I know. Yeah. There There's moments like that where you just they're like, oh my gosh, someone's listening. There's people listening. I have the same thing. Do I have? Are my listeners all my yeah extended family and the past guests? Is that where we're at? Or yeah,
2: yes. <laughs> but it's not. And it's it's a really cool thing to to see that because especially um, you know as podcasters, we're not isolated necessarily, but like how rare to actually have that happen. Do you
0: know what I mean? Like, right. Well, yeah, typically, it so- it's not about us. That's the thing about at least the types of shows that we do. It's not really about us. We're we're highlighting – you're highlighting Harry Potter. I'm highlighting other people. So oh, it's thanks. not like I've got some, like, you know, brand that's all me. It's really – I'm about other people. So yeah. you don't expect to, to hear it or see it out there. So that's so cool. How cool.
1: <laughs> right there. Um, we also – we also get some pushback from some listeners, which I I, I I enjoy and Aaron enjoys because then we get to have really constructive conversations and episodes about you know some some I have said some controversial things on the show mm-hmm. and I usually get the bulk of the hate mail, but that's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said what I said, and I'm not going to. You know, I, I usually, I'm a usually very measured person. And yes, sometimes I could phrase things better, but the gist of it is the same. So let's just put it out there, right? <laughs> um, and, but we've had really constructive conversations on air. And then you kind of hear back from other people who are like, I really liked how you addressed that feedback or or that point or oh okay I can see it from you guys' perspective now and we can have really good constructive um and I don't know like intellectual conversations without it becoming this like personal thing where you mm-hmm. feel attacked
0: right and I think that exactly. comes with um that's part of the risk we have of putting our voice out there yes is that there's going there are going to be people who don't agree with us or don't like what we say or what we do or how we do it or how we say it. And that's that part of that is normal. That's just normal. Yeah. And I think it's great well, when people give us feedback so that we can like re examine and go, okay, this is a learning opportunity, or this is maybe a mm-hmm, different way, or mm-hmm. re- like you said, reinforce what we believe. But then there's also that point where you're like, Well, if you really don't like what I'm saying or doing, you have the choice to not listen. It's that simple. Absolutely. But- there's there's been um, there's also been some kind of
1: critical feedback that is not constructive. Also, like some um, particularly men do not like our voices. Mm-hmm. Well, then don't listen. Like exactly. sorry that you don't like two ladies talking to a microphone, and you'd rather it be two dudes.
0: Right. It seems that's the thing that I actually I was just uh, one of my former guests is going through. A ton of uh, trolling on her in her <gasps> life, and really bad, actually. And oh. so, um, I keep thinking that I'm like, why don't people just go find some? Like, just stop listening. You know, it's like to if I was that. beating my head against the wall and I didn't like it, I would stop beating my head against the wall. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I, that's probably a sensible, bad example. discerning human but, that you are. <laughs> yes, I know, but it, I, I don't listen to things I don't like. That's it because I like mm-hmm. I like peace in my body and my energy. I like. I like joy in my life. I like uh, excitement and creativity and all those things. So if I hear even, you know, when my son is listening to something, I don't like either music or even a movie that's got more violence than I care to enter my, you know, ears. Mm -hmm. I'll just say, hey, can you, you know, put headphones on or turn that down? Because I don't want to hear that. It's like so simple, you know, so simple. So I'm sorry. I understand that you would would think I know and and it is it's the risk we take putting ourselves out there and yeah. And I think for now it seems to be a worthy, you know, it's it's manageable and it's all good. But um, yeah, it's the risk we take. You know, I was thinking this morning too, podcasters are a little bit like those ham radio people of the old days. Yes. Totally. I, it just like came to me. I'm like, wait a second. It's a subculture. We are That's part of That's what my friends have nicknamed me, ham radio. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And
2: they they mean it lovingly, but it right. is also, yeah, a yeah. little tongue in cheek.
0: Because <laughs> remember those people? Remember, those, remember the ham radio people? They were always kind of mysterious. They'd go in their little rooms with all their equipment, and they'd talk to people. And you're like, what are they doing? That's what we're doing. Only we're sharing it. It's a little different, but... Okay, I digress. So, um, okay, back to Harry Potter and podcasting and you guys and your amazing creations. I think we want to pause for right now to give Chani a chance to to share a story that she has about Harry Potter and her life. Part of the reason she's here today.
3: (laughs) So funny you mentioned that. I actually have two stories. When you mentioned walking around Jefferson and getting immersed in, like, Harry Potter culture and just, like, smack in the face... Um, I don't know, I'm sure you guys know this, but J.K. Rowling spent time in Porto, Portugal, right? And that gave her some inspiration for like the outfits of the students and I guess the library. They have a really cool bookstore there. Needless to say, my partner and I actually lived in Porto for three months. And I didn't know this when we went. Yeah. So, so cool. We, <laughs> yeah. Just like Jane, one day we're like walking down the street. Everything is normal. And then just a sea... Of Harry Potter robes are coming at me and I almost like (laughs) cried oh my goodness what's happening is it real is this is this my Hogwarts letter like I lost it and my partner was just like this is the best and my friend ended up telling me afterwards I had a complete freak out no no idea what was happening and she ended up telling me oh yeah JK Rowling lived in Porto this that's her inspiration for the robes that's so so cool yeah, like life-changing moment of just like oh, so it's real.
2: People in Porto <laughs> just dress in robes. No,
3: so it's the university students. Their robes are what
2: J.K. Rowling
3: like sh- she taught at the university. So she saw these kids in their robes and <gasps> that gave her the inspiration for the Harry Potter like the the Hogwarts um u- uniform. They
2: look the exact same. Oh, that's so cool! (laughs) Yeah, I have like a mangy alumni sweater. Like, I want a robe, damn it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, imagine that—just walking down the street and everyone is normal. And then I guess the university must have let out for the day, and then it's just thousands of Harry Potter Hogwarts robes walking down the street towards you. And I was (laughs) so cool. Yeah, like I can't even describe.
0: So we have a second trip. We have to line up here. We're going to do a four four women to Porto, you know, excursion after the Jefferson one. Is that what we're saying? I love it. Okay, yeah, good.
2: We're, we're, we're an expensive collaboration. We're we're going to do it nonetheless.
0: <laughs> I mean, the best part exactly. of that story for people who can see it was watching Erin put her hand on her heart as as Channy was telling the yeah. story of the people walking down the street. We're going <laughs> to have to start video. These. I think I just found another reward for Patreon is capturing the video and putting it up on the Patreon for the viewers because yeah. That, that, was oh, <laughs> that was good. Reaction reel. Right. Reaction reel.
3: Just all the best moments.
0: That was good. All right. Um, and story number two, Jenny.
3: Yeah. So this is a really cool one and it hits really close to home. um So my sister in law, my brother's wife, she is absolutely obsessed with Harry Potter to the point that. I bragged to her about doing this call, like, you know, this fun episode, and she had tears in her eyes. She <laughs> loves speaking about Harry Potter. On her birthday, a couple weeks ago, she watched the last three Harry Potter movies. She always watches, you know, Dobby's Unfortunate Scene and cries. <gasps> um, <laughs>
1: terrible. I know, uh, terrible.
3: Crushing, but yeah. so my brother, he's, he's a pretty cool dude, I like him a lot. He's like 15 years older than me, and he collects original art from comics. Well, when he saw that my sister-in-law is obsessed with Harry Potter and they've been together for so long, he started to dabble into the artists who did some of the original covers of the Harry Potter books. So he started Mm -hmm. to find them and talk with them and build relationships. Wow. And he ended up, yeah, he ended up building a relationship with the artist who did the first cover, the original first cover that was ever released. Stop. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Right, and just, oh, it gets so much better. <laughs> so for eight months, you know, they had like a really tight friendship they they started to, you know talk back and forth more. and then it was my sister-in-law's birthday coming up. And so he asked her, he asked the artist, sorry, to redo the original cover and include her, her sister, her mother and father, and her them as children going to Hogwarts next to the Hogwarts Express on the cover and include her two favorite characters, which are Dobby and Hedwig, and um, remake the cover for her. So he did it. He remade the cover. And he also used, you know, I don't know if you remember some of the purple that's on the original cover. It's in like in the clouds and stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. He
3: had some of that ink left. And he used the same ink on her version of it. And it's now hanging in their living room.
2: Which is also a museum that we can visit. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> For a small <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So wow. she literally,
3: yeah, she got, she got put into Harry Potter world. Harry Potter's on the cover. She's on the cover. Her sister's on the cover. She's obviously in Gryffindor. I think her sister is in... <sighs> He originally had it as a Slytherin scarf, and she was like, "My sister's not going to stand for that. You're going to have to change <laughs> or, or or stand." My brother was like, "That's not going to fly. You're going to have to change the house." I think she's in Ravenclaw now. Don't don't quote me on that. Uh, they have their scarves and they're standing on the platform, waving to Harry.
1: Oh, super
3: cute.
0: Are you yeah, like? Are there tears I, in your eyes? You I think there are tears in the eyes here. I think people are tearing up on on the reel, including myself. I have goosebumps and tears. That's so yeah. beautiful. I like, know. A-
1: so I envy. think we just can't like top anything
0: envy. like this. <laughs> what
1: was I, that? Like, <laughs> I, I, I haven't talked this, Aaron.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> like, so, were you were you looking to oust me as the co-host of Akio politics? <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> thing just happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool! Wow. Sort of wow. Later on, it's it's going to be part of me. All, just kidding <laughs> so we're so gonna need to see a episode, picture of, i will definitely we
0: need to see yes. that even if we can't put it up on the post for uh, the world if there's some sort of like privacy and that we would love to at least let I, I don't know hopefully the listeners can see it do you think they'll share
1: i
3: can message my brother i'll okay. figure it out you know maybe <laughs> i think that he was like When he gave it to Jen, his wife, she sobbed in the restaurant for, like, 15, 20 minutes. A natural reaction. Right. Right, Totally. exactly so I think that he's of a mindset that he might be willing to share it he might be willing to give permission and uh right. I'd be more than happy to ask but yeah that was a big reason why I wanted to come on the episode is to be like
0: <laughs>
2: guys 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 I think
3: I wow, think though
0: Channy, that- you and I have gotten less fascinating all of a sudden and they really want to get to know your brother at this point <laughs>
3: <laughs> can we be best friends
2: <laughs> hi Aaron. Your new best
0: friend. Nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, so I'll stop for a second in case there's any more reaction to the Channy story. No, we're good?
3: <laughs> <sighs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the best uh, uh, reaction reel ever. From now on, we're videotaping these. Because this is only <laughs> capturing audio. I'm not even capturing video right now for the feed, or for the recording. So... As we move along here, um, I wanted to see about, like, what you're thinking next with your show. Are there things you have that you're excited about creating going forward? Any specifics or that you can share?
1: Um, I think we're just excited to uh, dive deeper into more politics as the books progress because they get inherently more political. Um, like, the reason I, I got the idea for... For this podcast while listening to the last book, um, Deathly Hollows, was because that's actually one of the most um outwardly political books. You know, um, it's the the first few books are political in a different way, the more nuanced way, in a in a less obvious way. So sometimes even Erin and I have to like search so much
0: um mm-hmm.
1: to get the politic, mm-hmm. right? And then on uh, book seven, we are not going to have that issue at all.
2: Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with Adri. I am the most excited to get into deeper and more complex politics as the books mature and get darker in themes and content. And really, book three, I think, is the turning point in the series where they, they, things do start to get much darker and um, things get more dire and it's not so black and
0: white. So I think that is what I'm the most looking forward to as Mm -hmm. well. So the next thing I wanted to ask was, do you, do each of you have a favorite character in the series that you most like, like the most or most identify with whatever way you want to go on that?
1: Yeah. Hermione hands down.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Same. Yeah. I mean, she, (laughs) I think that she exemplifies Adriana and I as individuals and who we are as a team. We're Mm -hmm. ambitious. We're Really book smart, um, nerdy, structuralists, rule followers, commanders, domineering.
0: Um, shall I go on? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you had that many words already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, thank Hermione for both of us.
0: All right. What about you, Channy?
3: Honestly, most recently, my favorite character was is Dumbledore. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think he used to be, but there was... As I was rereading the books recently, there was a scene that really stuck out to me that I had kind of almost forgotten about because they don't include it in the movies in the same way. And it was the scene when when Sirius passes and he sends Harry back to his office and they have that conversation where he admits all of the mistakes that he made and that he cares about him. And to me, it... An exemplary human being being is not one that's perfect. An exemplary human being is one that makes mistakes, can see that they've made those mistakes, can admit that they've made those mistakes, and is still working to be wiser and who cares about those around him. And so for someone so old, like so much older, to make mistakes and know that he didn't do everything right and still love so much was really touching. and I had forgotten about this scene. And when I read it, I, I genuinely just started to cry. Like I, it was so real. And yeah, that definitely well shifted him up. Yeah, <laughs>
2: you're here. Yeah, well
3: said. Yeah. thank you. Thank you.
0: so this so I can't answer that one, although I always did sort of ident- identify with uh, Hermione, but I actually identified with Harry of just being in this world of being confused about who you are and what your special powers are. Like I think mm. we all as human beings have a special power. But it, for some of us, it takes us a while to know what it is. And um, I always kind of felt, you know, like I think a lot of people have this thing inside them where they feel like they're, there's something special in me. There's something I'm supposed to do, but you don't know what it is. And yeah. um, I kind of always felt that way. And I don't mean that in a braggy way. I just mean that in a, that's I think human nature way. And um, it finally came out when I found my voice. So that was a good thing. That's kind of how I related to Harry. But what I mostly remember is the character in the books that I read of the most scariest characters so for you guys what was the one you found the most fearful or scary I guess for lack of a better word yeah
2: Voldemort I would have to say oh, um, yeah that's true that like, would be the classic wouldn't it terrifying terrifying <laughs> yeah. and, and especially in book four for yeah. me Dolores Umbridge oh good one yes. so well chosen so well chosen Ooh. yes
3: like yeah terrifying and also just makes your skin crawl every time she's in a scene my skin crawled and I wanted to like it was so hard to get through any chapter any scene with her in it because I would just yeah I'd feel like I itchy everywhere
1: and like oh Mm -hmm. to me she was personally more disgusting than Voldemort because Voldemort He had been um, pushed away into hiding and in the shadows for so long, right? So he couldn't be open about his cruelty.
2: Mm. But Dolores
1: Umbridge was celebrated for her cruelty, Mm
2: -hmm. which is another
1: level of disgust for me.
2: Yeah, really good point. For sure.
1: Yeah, really good point.
3: And I think one thing that stuck out with me for Dolores Umbridge is anyone who can hurt other people and laugh At the same time, it's like the weird giggling and the big smile, like the frog like smile on her face as she was
1: hurting enjoyment.
3: Yes, exactly. That's what what was honestly so sadistic and terrifying to me that someone could genuinely enjoy and find find like something to laugh about while she's causing people agony.
2: Oh, I that, hate yeah. Dolores Umbridge. I mean, she ruined. She almost ruined *Pink* and *Cats*, which are high up on the list for me. So, <laughs> there's a lot of disdain there. Yeah,
0: yeah. well oh, if you could see the changes in the expressions on your faces when we went from who you love the most to who you who you found to be the most scary, that was an interesting exercise. Um, for me, because I haven't read them all, so I don't even know Dolores. Thank God, um, at this point, is uh, the Dementors. Oh
1: yeah. oh, yeah. That's a they good idea. Like, yeah. They really like good totally
0: ones. freaked me out because I'm sort of, uh, I sort of pick up on people's energy as it is. So the mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. that I would be like completely drained of everything that I had, it was uh, kind of a icky, scary feeling. Totally. So to turn the topic a little differently and more upbeat, um, is there any uh, close second or even far second for you of series or books or storylines that you like? Um, aside from Harry Potter, like, you know, not the just All but, like Souls- Star Wars or, I don't know, Twilight, just to throw a couple out there. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's the
2: All Souls trilogy by Deborah Harkness. Um, oh, that's a disco- good one, Aaron. Yeah, it's the Discovery of Witches, and that is one that I have turned to time and time and time again. They're actually coming out with a TV series adaptation I'm very excited for, mm-hmm. but that would be my next
1: series that I, yeah, that I just love to consume. <laughs> All right. Um, Mine's a little bit different. Like, at least Erin's was still, like, magical, right? Um, Mine is anything written by Meg Cabot, who most famously wrote Princess Diaries. Um, So I have read everything Meg Cabot has ever written, either under Meg Cabot or under Patricia Cabot, which used to be her pen name when she was in two different publishers.
3: Hmm.
0: I, like, I love hearing recommendations from really well-read people that are so fun to be hanging around with. So I think she, I have some writing her here.
1: Her books are very different from Harry Potter because they're just very light and mm-hmm. airy and funny. And, and so, so when you yeah. need a, a break from the world, Meg Cabot's your girl. So mm-hmm. I would recommend Queen of Babel. Okay. That's like a trilogy, but the first one's called Queen of Babel and it's and it's pretty good. I would I would recommend just buying all three books okay. because once you're done with one, you're gonna want to know what happens later.
0: Okay. I'm so excited because I really need some non some or some fiction to just like I'd rather do that than binge on Netflix. You know what I mean? When I just need that yes. downtime. I would rather lose myself in a book. So thank you for that. This was such a successful podcast for me. I've learned about <laughs> new businesses, Harry Potter, and some reading. So so before we forget, though, Channy, what is your go-to, your second?
3: Ooh, okay. I have two. Okay. Um, so when I was younger, literally anything by Tamara Pierce. And now I don't know if you guys know Tamara Pierce, but every single one of her, um, her books has a strong female lead. And they're usually – it's in – another sort of universe or you know Uh uh Mm. yeah and so it's a little bit of magic there's a little bit of magic there's a little bit of sci-fi-ness to it Uh but these uh characters are amazing and they're all different ages and they're all different types of people so when my first book that I ever read was a Tamara Pierce book and my mom gave it to me because she's like a very powerful like yeah Uh feminism and she's this is you know this is empowering take a read loved them and then most recently, the ones that every single time a new book comes out that I read it in a day and then I cry because I've <laughs> read it way too quickly <laughs> um, is Karen Marie Moaning, her Fever series. Huh. It is, Jane, I'll let you know, it's a little dark. There are some parts that are dark and you're like, oh, oof!" But the story is so epic and it's so well written and there's no sort of urban fantasy sci-fi book that for me really compares in – and it has romance as well, which, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
3: It's it's the most well-written one that I've found in the Roman romance, urban fantasy realm. Like, every other one I've read doesn't really compare in terms of, like, quality. So I love those books.
0: This has been really productive for me. I think I have, like, a whole summer worth of reading ahead of me. This is so good. Are there any other ones oh, that you thought things. of as you were waiting? Any any pop-up?
1: Um, I also like Rainbow Rowell. It, like anything by Rainbow Rowell is pretty good. Okay. This is fun. She uh wrote Fangirl. Um mm. I think
0: I've heard of that.
1: That's what that's the YA uh, YA one. She wrote like she writes YA in kind of like um chick what we call chick lit, but books or whatever, it's just lit. Um she wrote mm. one called Attachments, which is all basically mostly based on emails so it's pretty good um in an office setting uh she wrote one called landline which is pretty fun i don't know i really like her
0: i'm excited to go check these out i might be up in the city today you know not out in this middle of nowhere where harry potter people hang out i might hit a bookstore and look at some of these get stacked up
3: Is anyone else taking notes? Like I I was writing down authors (laughs) and series that
0: whole time. I know. We'll get all this in the show notes so people can have all the info. Oh, actually, yes. Tell them where to find you. That would be a good thing. Let's start with that.
1: Yes. You can find us online at At We are at Akiopolitics everywhere on social media, so we're pretty easy to find. Um, On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're just at Akiopolitics. Um, yeah, and you can download us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Play or any of those other
0: podcatchers. Nice. Podcatchers. I like that. I haven't used that. And then why don't you talk about the other two, uh, talk about Cushy, though, and Unwoman. How to, sure. feel, how to find yeah. those? Yeah, absolutely. You can find Cushy's website at
2: C-U-S-H-Y dot space S-P-A-C-E. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Cushy underscore blog and Cushy on Facebook. And you can follow Unwoman Pod on Twitter at UnwomanPod. We are currently recording episodes, so they're they're not on iTunes yet, but they will be before the end of this month, beginning of June, fingers crossed. So, oh, so that's
0: how you can find us. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. Oh my gosh. All the things that happen just from meeting in school, you know? And being creative—so oh, yes. exciting! Well, thank you so much for joining us here today, and Channy, thanks for hanging out too and asking some great questions and sharing some great stories. It's been just a blast. Oh, thank
2: you. Yeah, thank you, Jane. Thank you,
0: Channy. Thank you. All right, bye, you guys. Bye, bye guys. Bye. Okay, I think we're going to have to do this for women on a call or for people on a call more often because it was a blast. Hope it was for you too. And I walked away with three assignments. First is, yes, there will be a Harry Potter festival in Jefferson, Wisconsin in October of this year. So definitely check out the link for more information. Second was reading a book based on the recommendations. I downloaded Meg Cabot's Queen of Babel, listened to the entire book and a few bike rides this last week and totally enjoyed it. In fact, the main character reminds me a little bit of someone I know. If you guys want to guess, you might you might be able to and then lastly was to check out hulu and the handmaiden tale is a handmaiden handmaid tale anyway i did and first episode first season couldn't get through the whole thing and that's because i can't handle oppression those things kind of scare me in fact i couldn't make it through all of um what is it hunger games but if you like that sort of thing i think it's an amazing series and definitely check out their podcast when they get it out thanks for listening everyone i'm talking fast because i'm running out of time have a great week So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining.